0: hi welcome back how are you feeling today
1: i'm letting you lead the way i'm asking you a question i'm doing great gina oh that's good how are you doing
0: um i'm doing good i'm doing good numerology reports are coming out um it's been yeah, really nice basically we We've are been now like, in, uh, in our little
1: we are christmas hanukkah new year's elves and whatever yeah. other hol- we're solstice we're solstice yule blood feast mm-hmm. that was like the norwegian pagan goat sacrifice um, yeah that was our christmas. first date it was like her first date, <laughs> um, and then uh, uh, that was what a great first date too. I mean, a I really, I really got a sense of how you do not like to be held hostage. Nobody tells me what to do. Yeah, like unless I have like surrendered, and maybe I, I value someone. I'm in the situation where someone's like my teacher. Yeah, then I'm I will take the um, submissive role.
0: Well, yeah, we were, we were staying in an Airbnb and the host said, you have two options of what to do today. And then you were like, what like you just her, the fact that she gave you only two, or us only two options
1: yeah the cool part is that it was a <laughs> pagan yule blood feast yeah with the coming of the the solstice and you sacrifice a goat right which by the way there was no goats harmed There's, it was there like a no symbolic gar- sacrifice there are no goats harmed in this podcast yeah <laughs> um it's symbolic. I, I don't remember what the symbolism was, but anyhow, <laughs> yeah. it was like old, old pagan times. Yeah. That which, was
0: literally like our first
1: date. Um, I do want to get a, like a Viking battle axe for chaga harvesting.
0: Okay. How long does the base have to be?
1: Well, I mean, I guess it would be like a hatchet. Okay. Like, because you need. To, so it's a hatchet job. Of uh, yes, it's a Viking hatchet <laughs> job. Of chaga, which I have yet to find any chaga in this part of. You
0: have to hit up that state. woman that
1: goes foraging. Do you bet understand, she knows. Gina? No, you don't. Foragers have their secret places. You can't just. If someone asked me where I find chaga, and if I found like a zone, I'd be like, no.
0: Yeah, but that's that's you. I think some people are really open to sharing I don't the think magic mush- of foraging through the woods.
1: Yeah, but chaga takes years to grow. Years. It's yeah. not like, oh look, it rained, now mushrooms are sprouting up like chanterelles and whatnot. Right. Chaga like a piece of chaga the size of a football could be thirty years old. Right, right. So I'm not gonna be like, Well, this has been here thirty years, I found it, now I'm gonna let you in on it.
0: Yeah. Well, we know that there's some chaga up in Port Henry in front of that person's house. I know. I might hit them up. (laughs) Uh, They have like a
1: chaga the size of a basketball. (laughs) And I don't think they clearly have no idea what it is. And then if I offered them like some cash to be like, I will sustainably and consciously harvest this. Yeah. Um they're either going to think it's more valuable or maybe they'll just think I'm crazy and be like, yeah, I was thinking like 40 bucks.
0: You hear like the shotgun load. <laughs> eh, I got
1: <doubt> that. <laughs> it's generally pretty friendly, even on the New York side. Yeah, yeah. Which has a lot of don't tread on me flags. Right. Uh, they're really into that Brandon guy as well in the New York side. <laughs> um, whoever that is. So, all right, you have a laundry list of questions.
0: I do have a laundry list of questions. So, recently, what's been coming up for me um, as I'm reflecting at the at the close of the sixth year um, is is the, some dark manifestations of the number six, and um, six is a very holy, reverent number. Um, six is the it's the sun. It's the center of the tree. It's triumphant and it's cosmic and it's beautiful. And, um, and I was thinking some of the darkness of six is as, as I look outside of myself, I see the world is like losing its sacredness in like every avenue of what sacredness should be. So like how we're born, how we die, uh, marriage, um, the end of marriage. Like, I feel like, I feel like what I'm seeing is just there's like it's it's like we've reached an apex or we're beyond um, the exhibitionist side of our culture where like everything is just like up for grabs like you know nothing is private nothing is sacred and like everything is just online for people to indulge in Um, and some of it has its benefits Like people sharing and not feeling alone, and like, oh, I I went through this too, but then I wonder, I'm like, what happens, like, what happens if nothing is no longer sacred? Like, you know, you're born with fluorescent lights coming in, and like, you know, you're received by like plastic gloves, and you're like, and then death.
1: Really, probably all it starts. With the receiving blanket conspiracy.
0: What's up with that? Because we even got into the receiving blankets conspiracy. Do you there's mean the just pattern? One, the I know there's one blanket, blanket <laughs> for birth. But I was like, we had a home birth and I was like, I need these receiving blankets. And that's immediately what I went to. It's the only thing I understood to be correct in, yeah, But like, there's the like receiving one, blanket.
1: The one standard issue receiving blanket company. Yeah. So who knows if it's the dyes, it's toxic dyes <laughs> or how they're cleaned. I mean we pre wash those, right?
0: <clears throat> oh yeah, of course.
1: Um so yeah, it all starts with the receiving blanket. <laughs> We're just born into death. Yeah. Uh first off, six is neither sacred nor is it unsacred what uh, the number is the number right It, it is also both of those things right so it's not the number in of itself yes six does represent it really represents your spiritual practice right on the tree of life six is tifereth but what that is is your exoteric spiritual practice which are the things that you actually do to have your spiritual experience. Yeah. So in a way it's what religion is, but if you go deeper and I always say religion is the celebration of somebody else's spiritual experience, but the true, the, the one true religion in this, in a sense is it, through that lens and through say the number six or through numerology, through Kabbalah, through magic is that that is, those are the the traditions those are the things that you partake of those are the rituals that are created those rituals sustain over time become more and more empowered and so it's like what we observe so it's showing up doing the meditation whatever or the chant or the prayer whatever your spiritual tradition is you can fit numerology you can fit kabbalah into it right so this is like religion is meant to be a practice that then you as an individual can utilize your own spiritual experience from right so six is your sacred practice and it is a very reverent number. And it's not as if six in of itself is holy, it's that six is the frequency in which we connect <laughs> to that holy macrocosm energy. Right. And pull that in into the microcosm. Okay. So what like any number is going to take, you could take its its positive assets its virtues or you can sort of just go in the opposite direction that's how you you'll see all the vices of different numbers and six is is definitely irreverent no connection to the sacred and the rituals are on some level um in in an abstract sense demonic or in a very real sense so it, it would be practicing things that keep you disconnected to the harmonious flow of the divine. Right. And so that's where like 666, which we pod a lot about. And we do have a very good episode. Those of you new to this, go back to uh, 666 and the Bill Gates of Hell. Mm -hmm. We still need to do 666 part two, but the news cycles change every 10 minutes. And I still wanted to get into the creepy numerology of that uh, Astro World concert where all those poor kids died. God, but like was seemed like an apparent weird, um, you know, exoteric demonic spiritual practice. Yeah. Like, so I do think there's weird things happening. There's weird ritual setups. I mean, you know, I certainly follow accounts that that, that try to rip apart everything in Hollywood and fashion is like Illuminati. Like, right? It's always like, uh, you know, someone from this band, like their eye is covered or they have an eye patch, or it's always like an eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what's really pissing me off is I'm, first of all, there's people doing uh, numerology, but I'm always like, where are they getting their reference points and what any, how they're coming up with any of their numbers? Like they're not trained in it, they're not really practitioners, in yeah. my opinion, just based on the Yeah, work. I
0: wonder where are they getting their info?
1: The internet, where pretty much everything is incorrect about those teachings because yeah. they've been held secret forever. Right. I draw every time I drop something, numerology, like on Instagram, that's like the negative, it, people go crazy. So I stopped with it. But uh, I do think what, like, but now, like with this Balenciaga thing blowing up, right? Yeah. What I'm seeing that I'm like, i'm offended at is now (laughs) all of these references to alistair crowley or alistair crowley (laughs) i guess that really is the british way to say it i americanize it Mm -hmm. um but the um there i i see like come across all this like conspiracy theory posts and it's like they're like modeling after Aleister Crowley and like he had a, a religion, a satanic religion about doing what you want. Right. And this is just, this is what I mean. These people making these posts are just so ignorant and they're going after magic in mm-hmm. my opinion. Well, I remember you were, I
0: don't know if we talked about this on the podcast, but you were really irritated by... It was like Jay-Z wore a sweater that said, do what thou wilt. Yeah. And like, I think that that's probably where the beginning of, or not the beginning, but that was one um, instance of like how Hollywood takes these teachings of magic and then they misinterpret it as like, oh, just do whatever you want and it's all about you. And it's like, it's like the selfishness of like.
1: Well, that's like this one stupid post I came across. Um so I guess they tied it in there's some other deity or ritual, I don't know. These are just so loosely connected through ignorance, but um, yeah. the the Crowley stuff, Thelema, it's not there's never been anything that's do what you want. Right. And do what yeah. thou wilt shall be the whole of the law, which actually very much connects to the number six. Right. Your will in this context is, is divine will. So the old language would have been, uh, you know, do, do God's will, right? But uh, it's now in a different context that your true will is divine will. Right. Which would be, in old language, God's will. Right. And so it takes, like, many incarnations of very disciplined practice, which is the great work. That's what we're doing here. It is the great work and we have to be of service to that. And um, your it's just your will has nothing to do with what your ego, what your petty low ball desires want, you know? Like it's unfortunately most of the world is lowbrow. And <laughs> yeah. so even like this Balenciaga crap which has no connection people take some take magic and they distort it through their own ego their own lens and all of this like dark imagery is is so it feels like a high school heavy metal band circa like 1983 yeah like drawing upside down crosses on their notebook and just being stupid kids like i had a friend who like uh, took branded himself with like uh, a pentagram or something because we like slayer and he was just being an idiot and um the psyche really people resonate with dark imagery yeah and it conjures it's so it's just the lowest hanging fruit
0: 100%. you either put
1: like dark vile kind of demonic imagery or a big pair of tits yeah either way um it's like gonna sell and it just appeals to people's sense of either being a badass it's like motley crew yeah you know they use an inverted pentagram but they're just like a with shock rock super cheesy bunch of idiots that were also smart enough they yeah. really probably aren't idiots actually and i did own a lot of motley Crue albums but it's the same thing but i just i take offense when you're trying to tie in crowley to all of it and uh basically the you know essentially mine and on some level our spiritual practices and all the stuff that i teach yeah so again like with the number six you can go reverent or you can go completely demonic demonic meaning completely disconnected
0: well and to just like quickly touch on that whole balenciaga advertisement what the first takeaway that i had was knowing how adverts work and like just how many people have to approve something. And you're like, I think, I think overall, like it's definitely like there's a, there's a deep darkness and like corruption within like what people think is like edgy and high fashion. And it's like, maybe we've reached the point where like edge is just like so vile or like that there's no such like, everything's been done and someone's interpretation of like pushing the boundaries is just reaching a point where it's just like it's like breaking like something beyond a moral code it's I don't know I'm just thinking about like
1: it's simple and it's boring and the new edge is like clean and wholesome
0: Yeah, I think that's what it is. I think that
1: family values like that we have in a child, and uh, you know, getting our food from the farm and drinking raw milk that uh, comes, we recycle and reuse the same four jars, just go back and forth to the farm, to us, to the farm, to us. We're like out of the cycles of stupidity of the rest of the world.
0: Yeah, maybe this is like how, how like consumerism has like manifested in. Some really just horrible advertisement that honestly, I'm like, what are they selling? And I don't know. I,
1: yeah, but I, and the whole like, it's like, it was totally, it's like a tasteless, disgusting thing and then you start mixing children it's just like it's just poor form yeah but i also like see all this stuff about this like crazy deep embedded conspiracies that somehow involve magic as i teach it and Crowley and cruelly and um it just drives me nuts. Like, you worked for years for the people that yeah. I've seen videos that they are the Illuminati of yeah, Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. That was right? amazing. Right? With all of their dark <laughs> imagery. It's like they're just goth.
0: They're right. goth
1: with a leaning towards metal and that guy the director you worked for used to be in like kind of a death metal band. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and it's it's what was literally that band like again? battery. Bathory.
1: So he was the drum like it's just imagery. Like yeah. it's just like why isn't like Wes Craven who makes all these horror movies like it's a fucking mm. movie. Yeah. I mean some of it's stupid, but I did think it was funny knowing these people. That you know, I know that I was there's like, some was guy on the had,
0: internet doing a voiceover and montage of Illuminati all the
1: imagery of of his work that you worked on half of those. Yeah, things. and I'm like, wait, am I
0: part of the Illuminati? <laughs> yeah, you probably
1: were. You probably got. <laughs> brain hacked and you yeah, were in I a guess trance.
0: So. Wait, but then I was like, are you part of the Illuminati? Because now like, I we am, met while I was working. Yeah, and I have oh my God, Alistair Crowley i <laughs> <laughs>
1: I teach deep numerology. I teach about six. six yeah, but six. go on
0: Pinterest and like, I mean, it it becomes a whole vibe. Like, look up goth aesthetic. Um, It's just, I feel like I've done a whole mood board of all this imagery and it's just from like, Going down, going down a rabbit hole of like cool, artsy, dark.
1: Yeah, I mean, people are just drawn to it. Like heavy metal is drawn to demonic imagery, um, which is like I was never that interested. I wasn't. I never liked any of that. I yeah. liked the music, but I, I still wouldn't want. Like I didn't want like a you know a skull like on a sword or something. Yeah, like on a. T- I mean, I had. I did have some. I had a Slayer t-shirt, but, um, and I've got to meet those guys and they're pretty sweet, but, um, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. I think it's probably a brilliant campaign because like everybody's talking about Yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. Even like some ultra like right winger Christian, <laughs> like the the inverse of woke. Like they're both everybody's woke on different directions, like right. different spectrums of I have the one true way for humanity. I am but one. But I think I do think the new edge is um, is is wholesome, organic family. Yeah, we're living it. We are the heterodox. We are the edge.
0: Right. Well, it's like. Um, this this whole season might just be me referencing Red Scare, but it's like Dasha, who's now a uh, Byzantine Catholic girl. And like there's a whole there's a whole aesthetic now where it's like Trad Catholic. and it just kind of feels like like you've been cast in a Sofia Coppola movie, and you're a little like the low blood sugar is like visible um and Why you wear low like blood sugar. It's just like. It's like an energy, it's just like where you look tired and like unamused. So but you love Jesus.
1: So it's the 90s with Jesus. It's the 90s it's with Jesus. It's Kate Moss with Jesus. Yeah, 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 so exactly. That's yeah. all it is. Yeah. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's Kate Moss with Jesus. Um, Less heroin. Yeah. <laughs> more, more fentanyl, though. Yeah. Um, oh, God. Well, no, or raw K, milk. It's, it's ketamine. Milk. Kids are doing oh, ketamine well, these that's days. A, well, that's another thing too. Like, an, fucking the, the vile work environment that is Instagram. Um, <laughs> like, literally, I've been like, people have sent me their posts that get taken down and flagged and banned for violating community guidelines. One of which was, meditating in the morning is a is a great practice. <laughs> the other was Saturn goes into Aquarius. And these things, like totally benign posts, not like Saturn goes into Aquarius and we hate vaccines. Right. It was like, just, hey, here's just, I'm doing a little talk. And yet, I now get ads for drugs, like to take mushrooms. I get ads for ayahuasca retreats.
0: Your and advertisements <clears throat> are like you get ads for pirate outfits. Yeah, well, the clothes—it's
1: <laughs> that's what you wear at an ayahuasca retreat. You gotta wear like some a pirate outfit, <laughs> yeah. uh, like a swashbuckling, dripping your balls off swashbuckling into the infinite unknown what is this swashbuckling (laughs) Swashbuckling. that's what pirates do they're swashbucklers i've
0: never heard of this what
1: (laughs) well many listeners know all about swashbuckling okay it's a fun word to say yeah it is swashbuckling um and yeah so uh but i also now there's an ad like it's supposed like it's uh, there's, like, a 20-year-old girl, and she's unboxing her micro... I don't even know if it's microdosing, but, like, mushroom pills, <laughs> right? And it comes. she's like, and it comes in this case. And yeah. then, like, all for this therapy. And, um, like, just go fucking buy a goddamn bag of mushrooms. Right. You know, if you're going to do it. Hi. Um, but it's it's weird that I'm getting those ads as either a form of healing or... Um, an ayahuasca is a form of spirituality
0: or they want you to, to do like a micro dosing ceremony.
1: Well, there's uh, it's <laughs> no, it's not a micro dosing ceremony. And then, um, the point I'm making is that that is running rampant. And that feels like a psyop to remove people. Like when you're yeah, about yeah. meditating in the morning are getting taken down, but you're getting ads for drug retreats. I know many of people listening, people get offended or whatever, You know, I, it's not like, I've fucking done drugs. I've done it all. Yeah. Tripped my balls off. All right. (laughs) Like big fucking deal. Yeah. Like there's, Isaiah doesn't like that notion. And then, um, oh, he just wanted more (laughs) boobs. He's he's at a boob ceremony. Um, Which I saw an article too. It said motherhood is like. All right, <laughs> like the narratives are just imploding left and right. But yeah. like the attack on spirituality <laughs> is real, and they're just going to replace it with take us take an outside substance. Yeah, to create the illusion of a spiritual experience rooted through a, a brain function epiphany of some brilliant thing. Now, I'm not saying on deeper levels or people that have real issues and real problems. They're you know, there seems to be some therapeutic value, but that's yeah. that's a whole different scenario.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You
1: know, that, like, uh, I also know people who have suffered wartime severe PTS, friends being blown up next to them, hardcore shit, and have utilized other techniques after being on tons of drugs, gotten off that, and done that all through yogic practices. Yeah. And that story is... I, my whole childhood, I've exper- watched those stories. And, um, you know, I'm not saying there's any one true way, but as far as magic is concerned and yoga as I practice it and was taught it, like those don't have a place. Um, and it's, it, magic always teaches, and I just want to reemphasize this, is the fact that I'm getting all these advertisements for it. It's the illusion of a spiritual experience. And you may, it's like, it's in your brain and um, and also the entities. You were reading about that, which is something I've been talking about. Yeah. About the number seven yeah. in Netsog. And uh, this is when just astral plane entities, which can be the collective human consciousness.
0: Mm-hmm. Which I never thought was, I always thought collective human consciousness would go under Yesod, which is nine on the tree, the number nine, the ninth Sephiroth on the tree of life. Oh. Um, because it's the moon, it's, it's uh, attributed to the moon or the moon is attributed to it. And, um, I always think of moon as like the deep subconscious, emotional. Um, so anyway, I thought that was really interesting about seven and then seven, it does talk about, um, when I read, when I was reading about it, it was talking about this, like, like the triangle of illusion on the tree of life and and then we were talking about entities and everything i don't know if you want to mention this but when you were when you were listening to that interview with graham hancock and he was talking about entities in doing drugs and how he was open-minded to it and that was like one of the things that you were like mm, i'm not sure about this
1: yeah listen to graham hancock that other guy that i've people send that swear it looks like my even fatter older (laughs) uncle or something um and uh what's his name joe rogan um yeah they're really into psychedelics and entities like whatever knock yourself out but um that's exactly what i'm talking about and Netzach, which is the number seven on the tree of life well, let me backtrack because w- what there is in the tree of life is broken down into triangles. There's the magical triangle, the moral triangle, and then the uh, supernal triangle. Yeah. Supernal is like, if on the glyph of the tree of life, it's way beyond like human comprehension the moral triangle is sort of like exalted human experience living like connected to divine principles and being a conduit and carrying that out which starts at the number six right 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 so six like That is where you have access to the knowledge of what your true will is, aka, in modern terms, what's your destiny? What the hell are you here to do? Yeah, you gain, you you can access that code to say, well, this is what it is. Doesn't mean you're doing it, right? But the magical triangle, which are the numbers seven, eight, nine. Yeah, that's all the astral realm, the different dimensions of entities. What she what Dion Fortune was saying is that in NetSock, the number seven, is that um that is where everything that gets thought of in in your mind, in everybody listening, everything you think of becomes real. Right. It's real and it exists on some other plane. Right. And um that plane is very much attributed to The realm of Venus Mm. which is one of the the astral planes the astral plane can be a nine and eight is like the super mental plane hot Um, which we'll get into that more in a year from now yeah but so every sort of entity idea and entities become real through ideas through fucking smoking shit tripping your dick off (laughs) um and you are seeing entities these are just an amalgamation of a bunch of junk that don't necessarily so when pe- have like really have any purpose really bringing you forward or bringing you to like your empowered destiny right is you're just going sort of um it's not a lateral move it's a horizontal move of just getting lost in it. instead of getting lost in the muck and mire of the you know scarcity of planet earth You're just sort of delighted by fantasy life. You know, you're pulling in a dolphin meditation through a crystal or whatever the fuck it is.
0: So like I've had um, I've had like a reading before where um, the person said, told me my spirit animal. Would spirit animals live in that realm of?
1: I have not. mm, Probably. But, um, you know, that those are different traditions. Magic, we don't. We don't. You, sp- animals can represent symbolic things of, you know, the divine. Um, but we, I don't work in spirit animal magic. Yeah. Now, yeah. when I do readings for people, I will see visions, and sometimes an animal will come in. But I take it as a symbolic. Like animals are used in magic, but they're symbolic. Right. Um.
0: It's almost like dream
1: interpretation. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, so I'm thinking, I was just thinking about this concept of like, cause what you said, what you think is real. And I remember watching, um, God, it was this video about how Carl Jung talks about like our thoughts are like, there's like what we think is sort of like a projection into our future of like who we, like what we're into is a projection into our future. And like what we should do is like, we need to it's sort of like we're circumambulating around these ideas and the idea as a human is to like meet people or do things study these topics to then like step deeper into what we've been circumambulating around and I was just thinking about that as like could that also be a manifestation of like this idea of what we think like there's all these different things. There's the illusion of what people think that they want. And then there's like maybe something that we're actually into. Hold on.
1: Uh, that's just our child banging his little, we bought this like playpen gate, which is just in pieces now. And he he likes to bang it. Um, he's just getting into having a good time. So there will be some child background noises in this episode. <laughs> um Netsoc is creativity it's art like it could be the collective conscious of of creative thought process artistic advancement things like that right like like i feel like all these different cultures pick up on these same things it all is functions of the magical triangle net is one element of that so yeah. the whole tree works together all numbers work together you know You might have certain numbers in your numerology. It doesn't mean... I don't have a three in my numerology, but I have to use three all the time. Right. Right? So we use everything. But, um, yeah, NetSoc is the realm of all of the... the, Everything that is sort of uh, the creative impulses and creations of human experience, Mm. Um, which can be great art and also can be really dumb shit. Right. Like a Balenciaga ad. um, But that created an astral imprint. The deeper teaching and how you utilize that in magic is know that what you're thinking about is is being created on one level. Does that manifest into the, you know, the tangible earth realm that we're living in? Sometimes. So a lot of people don't realize that through just their negative thoughts and their bitch shit words, (laughs) they're creating a lot of problems Uh, in their life. Yeah. And that's the root of sex magic for manifestation huh. so whatever you're th- whatever especially at the height of like an orgasm whatever's going through your mind you are really locking that in on the astral whoa so um who knew if you're like have weird dark shit going on you're really creating more weird dark entities for the astral plane and then someone fucking... You know, trips their balls off, and then they're tapping into your weird entity that you've created. Oh my god! Some people are more powerful at it. It's but like again,
0: a, its an entity anarchy. <laughs> yeah, it's—it's
1: it's just an entity free for all. Yeah. Um. This is partly why the the power of word and the power of writing <laughs> in pre dynastic Egypt. Which, what I do like about Graham, I'm a big fan of Graham Hancock, by the way.
0: Yeah, he's cool.
1: Um, even though I'm not like, everyone should trip their balls out and like experience these entities of the unknown. But, um, it, I mean, so many people get possessed by that stuff. Fairy magic, all of that. But, um, like, weird fake shamans running around. It's easy to conjure energy. That's what wizardry is. That's just a cult ability and cult power without any quote religion, AKA a, a disciplined spiritual path. Right. Um, and some people uh, put a lot of attention towards that can move and shift energies around, but um, that's not what magic is about. But so I guess is just a roundabout way of saying like the thoughts create a lot of stuff. So You know, practices like meditation. In a way, I could see where just like strict religion, where you're not really having a deeper experience, but you're following rules. I certainly know rule followers of religions. Still, it's like maybe like going to the gym in a way, where you're just conditioning your mind to be a little more elevated. Yeah. You know, so maybe you're like just thinking about, you know, whatever, Jesus or Buddha or something like that. Right. You're. You mean you're probably creating something more positive. But oh, I know too. What I was talking about was the power of the written word. Oh. So in in ancient and I'm talking pre-dynastic. Like there's a whole so much of what I taught was about Egypt way before we had the pharaohs and academic studies. And so what I like about Graham Hancock is he's like, it's evident that the Sphinx is so much older. And and I was taught years ago that, like, even Ad- the Atlanteans, after the fall of that civilization, because they got, like, fat and douchey on their technology. It mm, probably was Sounds like, familiar. Yeah. <laughs> the fat and douchey on technology and government um, uh, fell. And uh, they, like, the, the Sphinx was already there even before Egypt started. But regardless of that, that's my point is that... At one time, the magical teaching is there was a whole other Egypt existing as like a real spiritual society. And um, the only people that could read and write were the very high priests and priestesses because the written word was so powerful that it literally manifested any whatever was written mm. and created. Wow yeah. And so imagine just, you know, imagine if everything on twitter or facebook or social media or your morning pages got manifested <laughs> um yeah. like as like a, a tangible 3d reality um well that like could be a problem um that energy isn't as powerful in a way but it also still is there and is powerful so yeah. like that's just more noise of like this where we're incarnated on
0: which is an interesting uh it's where we're at right now in the age of information i do feel the because you talk about the eon of horus and if you look at the eon card one of the the teachings is silence the hippocrates is holding his finger over his mouth like that classic symbol of like shh. and i feel like we're just there's so much noise and i think that Even having a baby, it's like I feel like where people inundate their children with like, oh, the the kids got to be advanced, and so I'm gonna play like classical music, and then he's gonna like, um, you know, I'm gonna like play language podcasts so that they can speak different. Whatever happened
1: to hooked on phonics?
0: I don't know. That was like I had hooked on phonics when. What was was it?
1: It was like a big. I remember like when I was a kid or. I guess i was like, a, like was middle it a tape series age. i feel like it was tapes but i don't know what it was supposed to do but i because remember think it's supposed that
0: to help you like learn how to read and write and spell
1: hooked on phonics yeah does it exist still
0: i don't we can ask my mom we
1: should make hooked on should hieroglyphs did you have that
0: hooked on hieroglyphs no but i remember hooked on phonics being hooked like...
1: on microdosing <laughs> <laughs> that's all you have now you should give kids ayahuasca eyewas- oh i my think God. kids should decide if they want to take i oscar <laughs> <laughs>
0: um anyway but one other thing i wanted to mention because we're talking we're sort of talking about graham hancock um that show ancient apocalypse which is on netflix is super fascinating and one of the w- he had this great soundbite um in the last episode about malta and he's basically talking about how the quote experts of archaeology have like there, it's become like dogmatic because if if any of what he's what he's theorizing and presenting as like there was human life before the ice age it basically blows out the entire foundation of what archaeology is built on but i feel like in a way we're at that when so many different institutions like it's like We've why always, can't we yeah but it's it's so sad that. that like you can't like any new discovery has to be filtered through the lens of like no, no 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 we've written books on this so like that would just that would debunk everything and we can't allow that
1: right because so there's, there's no real truth yeah but there's like a huge industry of textbooks colleges college degrees it's big money. It's a big racket. It's a scam. If there's anything that people, I think, got maybe are thinking about even with this, that uh, unconstitutional loan forgiveness, which I do think colleges should be, like, education should be, like, the price needs to drop. Yeah. But I think that... Um, it makes you realize your degree doesn't have, hold any value anyway but when you're so attached to that or you're so locked into a, a paradigm of experts yeah we're in the we're in a new consciousness shift now where the experts are fucking full of shit and more sort of regular people if you will are starting to see so i think all this crap with like the cdc and like the relentless quotes of like if you take this vaccine, for example, you will not get COVID, Although people still are so gaslit and brainwashed that they're like, no, they never said that. I'm like, I have the (laughs) record. I have it in writing. Yeah. Like the heads of the CDC, the heads of Pfizer, the president of the United States, MSNBC News. The list goes on, like as a a matter of fact. Yeah, but even,
0: even SNL, that Dave Chappelle, there's a whole Dave Chappelle sketch, the barbershop one, where they're like, but the president said it was safe. And I'm like, wow, even... The, the PSYOP of Saturday Night Live They're is, just is playing into it. That
1: show is so bad now. but I know, but
0: I think it was like Chappelle but, coming in that they got a little edgy. But anyway.
1: I'm just saying the old is crumbling and like the authorities are crumbling. Yeah. And no one gives a shit because you're like, wait, you're wrong. Actually, it turns out it there's... I've been tracking this stuff since I was a teenager <laughs> and even as a kid. And I also... Was always infuriated that um, we always looked at the lens of history through, like our more modern experience. That everybody is like some sort of king or emperor, tr- like trying to dominate, control, and enslave. Right. That's even a newer paradigm, even though it's a very old one. So the, the, we just need to be open that things could be more expansive and have bigger cycles than we know. Um, but I'm sick of experts. Yeah. And I think everybody's getting sick of experts. I think all this COVID stuff was just one of the pieces starting to fall. And a lot of it started to fall with Enron. And we have more fake companies, FTX. But even the narrative around that is like, oh, you know, he was just was trying to do good, that guy. And I'm like, it was a Bernie made is a fucking fraud organization, and yeah. then it gives crypto a bad name because nobody does their homework. I they know. Don't know. So they think like FTX is crypto, and it's not. Yeah, there's a real so smear
0: campaign around crypto.
1: It's, it's been, been going happening. on for like a couple of years now. But like, it's so weird that the people like there are still people out there like getting their information from the news. <laughs> like that's what is mind boggling but i do feel like yeah, but it's infuriating
0: because it's like where do you get your information memes it's not- yeah <laughs> i literally
1: get all my news from memes and then if it's something that i'm not sure about i'll go no, a little there's deeper some good, like substack i'll go on like brave and, and then yeah. go deeper into yeah. finding some things and i found some false memes but most of the memes memes that's the way yeah. of the future yeah that's the new um consciousness shift but I actually bought a book of memes. What? Comedy memes. Yeah, I'm waiting. You did? Yeah.
0: That's the thing about memes, though. It's like, which memes would you publish in a book that, that are still relevant?
1: Well, I follow one Instagram account that's just pure comedy. There's not, not even political memes or let's you know deconstruct the narrative of everything that's going on or not going on. It's just solid comedy. Yeah. And uh, so I'm looking forward to this
0: okay well memes are like the original they're almost like the our modern hieroglyphics or
1: the modern limerick oh yeah gina found a book on it's limericks so good written by a guy whose passion for limericks uh is wonderful i love him and <laughs> I, I wish we had the books i know, like it's like this like british guy with a pipe it's super eccentric. Like, like, um, and he
0: studies, he studies limericks like all over the world. And he also studied Italian children's games, like, you know, uh, outdoor games that like bocce. are just
1: passed on. I don't know. It's like. I love bocce, by the way. Um, We have a set, but the, um we never played. Oh, yeah. I think we have like a, a, we have a lawn. I know. Like we can play bocce. Yeah,
0: I know um but the guy he's he's pretty hilarious cuz he's like you must not you must not read limericks until you're 10 years old or it will it will destroy your like it may potentially um deter you from pursuing uh your life in literature or something like that it's, it's just, possibly, But now I'm like, point. we have to wait until Isaiah is 10 years old before he gets that book. Maybe I'll gift it to him when he's 10. I think we should play it a it's little It's called longer. There Once Was a Man from
1: Corfu. Yeah. Um, limericks are all inherently dirty. Alistair, Norman something. More. Alistair Crowley. Um, he used to write insulting limericks to people he didn't like.
0: So good. People don't do that anymore.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think we should bring back insult. We should insult each other yeah. sh- through limericks. Yeah. And just use social media. I think there needs to be, like, Twitter. But we should send it in letter form. uh, I mean, knock yourself out. Might as well use the times and, you know, just insult each other through (laughs) limericks.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I like that idea. They're really dirty.
1: Yeah, they're great. (laughs) Um, But I think it would get your brain going. I think it would be a more creative way. I mean, if I got some great limerick insults thrown at me, I'd be like, wow, like. That's pretty. Maybe brilliant. we should
0: start like a trend where people it's like a hashtag.
1: Why don't you just start writing limericks first? <laughs> That's like the problem yeah. with like everything now. Everyone wants to go they right to trend. the hashtag. Yeah. They want to go right to that. They don't even produce anything. And the
0: popularity of the hashtag. Let's
1: just make a hashtag.
0: Yeah. Um, so do you want to talk about that thing? Let's save it. Okay. I have one more question. Okay. What is deja vu?
1: Uh it's that feeling as if you've already done it.
0: Where does that come from? Is it like
1: <laughs> Um So there's no hard and fast at least magical teachings that I was taught on deja vu. Okay. Has has it been discussed? Yes. Um there's a couple of notions. One it's just merging timelines because really we um Really, there's a whole other dimensions that operate outside the circles of time. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you're, like, recalling the future. Yeah. Um, I have had deja... One time I had a deja vu so intense that it was a deja vu that I was having a dream of a deja vu. It was, like, super... What was that movie where they went into all the different dream lands? Oh, Inception? Yeah. It was, like it's inception uh logarithmic inception but deja vu style yeah um but i i think that it's i think it's some remembrance of the future yeah where you already knew that was happening yeah um and maybe some timeline merges um And I think it can connect to dreams. I have a lot of future dreams. I have a lot of dreams that it happens. And your dream work is um, pretty deep. And I say you start logging them more and looking into it. But we've made a lot of decisions based on your dreams. Yeah. My prophetic dreams are like unusually mundane. <laughs> but you'd still call them prophetic prophetic like I predicted the yeah. prophecy of the future yeah but I would have a dream that like I was in a coffee shop like or a cafe I'd never been in yeah and, that's and then it. six months later I would be at a new place and I'm like oh this is the place I had a dream about Right. I used to dream, have pre-dreams about uh, houses or apartments that I've rented. Mm. So I guess it was h- practical in the sense that, like, oh, this is the place I dreamed about. I'll take it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So um, it's been a lot of that. Um, it, it literally, it's been dreams of like I've had several dreams of like a, like a like a little shop or something. Mm-hmm. Just nothing that would seem. Eventful, but maybe there's something deeper going on. Maybe there was like a karmic shift at that coffee shop cafe. Yeah. Maybe there was some level of destiny because it was literally coming it literally I fulfilled my dreams.
0: Yeah, that is interesting.
1: And um, but you've had some powerful dream we named Isaiah based on your dream.
0: Yeah, totally.
1: Um, which just to remind we've been getting some new listeners um we were unsure we had a, li- a short list of names and it was literally that day I was like Gino we gotta really fo we gotta hone in on this name yeah like because he was born already right
0: yeah but we still had we still had like um there were he a couple a- dreams that came up one before he was born and then one when he was born
1: but that the- solidified the name that it was based on his numerology, based on your dream. Yep, exactly. And it said, if he is this, he shall be Isaiah. His yep. name is Isaiah. Yeah. Or if he, or Theodore. Or Theodore, yeah. Theodore is a really cool name. It is cute. Um, But I don't know, like, is he an Isaiah?
0: Yeah, I think like, so. Like,
1: now that he's here, I, it's, um, well, you have the Naming dream. Naming a kid is, like, the hardest thing Look, ever. Look, you got to name your kid through a dream. Period. That's what <laughs> we're saying here. Well, you also dreamed, like, we uh, the amount that we, the offer we put on this house was your dream. Yep. Uh, I like that our realtor, she was like, let's go with that. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, a good number. And it was, like, a logical offer, but yeah. also I thought we'd have to come in, like, escalate through the roof because we just wanted the fucking house, but we didn't. Like, we literally got the offer.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that it's interesting, though, because I feel like, I mean, living in L.A., you kind of run... You can just tend to run into famous people that... And it's its not uncommon for someone who is famous to appear in your dream. Um, but I feel like I was having moments where, like... Like, I remember when I was working for that director, he... The Illuminati guy. The Illuminati guy. <laughs> um, he was... Uh, he told me that... He's worked with Madonna before... He told me that that people would she would appear in their dreams before really,
1: before they would be a part yeah of this.
0: He, she would appear in their dreams before they'd meet and he had a dream about her before they met and then I had a dream about her and I didn't even know that she was like in town and I remember one day uh, my boss was like we got to clean the house madonna's coming over for dinner and i was like what and i <laughs> just
1: did you had the dream
0: and i and she had appeared in my dream so it was she's like she's
1: definitely operating on some level but even one of our very close friends and yoga teachers said like you have to have something in your aura just to meet madonna yeah and um I was always fascinated by that, and I was like, "Oh yeah, Gina, it's like has to meet her tomorrow or whatever." Yeah. Um, but I had a dream about Madonna many years ago before mm-hmm. I lived in L.A. And yeah. We were in like this temple with a lot of like Hindu stuff. Interesting. Um, was it during sort of,
0: her like Ray of Light time?
1: After like her the first. 90s? Okay, when I was like twelve <laughs> or whatever. Okay. I had her first album. That's when she was '80s trashy fishnet, right? Love it. Yeah shorter um and it was like borderline and yeah right what it was, it was I true think blue on, no true no, blue is its own that album. was it yeah i was really into that i had it on cassette and then everything else got overproduced and big and famous and it's boring to me oh i loved it but so yeah. um but i had this dream but i've never met her but i've like one degree of separation because yeah. we even had to get that um Oh, the feather boa. <laughs> boa from her hairstylist, and like, didn't uh, we f- ship mail it to, it to London <laughs> yeah. for like a photo shoot? No, so, it's for like a
0: live performance. I for, think. <laughs> okay, so here I
1: am with the feather boa <laughs> that is Madonna's, or <laughs> being used for the shoot. So it's like my aura is Or your future
0: self, like the circling of time, the déjà vu.
1: I just was interested in maybe doing a reading for her, but she seemed like she might be. A gracious but a pain in the ass (laughs) i've got to do some readings for i think doing the reading for geezer butler who's the bassist and lyricist for black sabbath yeah that was like a big that was a cool height yeah that was a career highlight yeah i'm only talking about i usually keep these things private but he let me post about it on instagram Uh, that was a fun <sighs> day.
0: And he was a Crowley guy. He liked Crowley a lot.
1: We didn't talk about that. We talked about vegan and his creative process. Nice. Um, and he's like super vegan. Yeah. And he has like a boutique or his wife runs a boutique or they have it. And all the proceeds go to like animal charities. and yeah.
0: stuff. Yeah. I think they love cats or something.
1: He's just, he had <laughs> just started an Instagram with like not even a thousand followers. He probably started that day. Yeah. And I was following it was, like pictures of his cats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now it's probably blown up, but yeah. it's probably blue checked. But, um, the, that was cool. Yeah. But I would still do a reading. There's, I still have like celebrity people I'd like to do readings for. But now I really want to do a reading for, um, Rick Rubin. Rubin. Yeah. After listening to that, he was talking about tarot cards? I I know. Wait, I got to do a Rick Rubin.
0: I put him on the vision board.
1: Oh, you did? Yeah. Um, I got to redo the vision board.
0: He has a really big aura because I was like, I literally thought he was like six five, six feet tall, over six feet tall, and then I looked it up and I was like, he's just six feet. Like he looks like a giant.
1: He could be (laughs) five (laughs) eleven. So, but he identifies as six foot. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying. I know what you're saying. Um Yeah, I don't know. I mean he's he he has a good voice listening to that interview you were playing. Yeah. Um, was that on Joe Rogan?
0: Yeah, he did yeah. I still can't believe Rogan.
1: there's these idiots that are like I don't know how like censorship has become so big with the people that are like, I am for liberal democracy or whatever um but i'm like if you there's nothing that joe rogan like this is an interview with rick rubin it's joe Rogan. like if is you so have the time i to just me. i'm like I, I kind of find him boring i can't stand <laughs> listening to joe rogan just because yeah. i i have a life yeah <laughs> every podcast like nine hours oh my god but i did listen through that graham hancock because i've been my old teacher from back in the day it turned me on to graham hancock all these things that i was learning about were like david ike who's now like banned from going to the eu yeah and i had the, somewhere i did a i was part of an event that he also gave an interview at so there's like a little flyer that i'm on it with with david ike wait a, when oh uh, like two years ago um what? yeah and um like i spoke it was all when everything was like zoom you know oh yeah um but i mean just the like the the censorship is still so weird to me or like the this whole narrative like joe rogan is just if anything a lot of it's boring he does have interesting people it's too long for me but i'm glad it's there he actually is a good interviewer though i mean yeah. obviously because he's at the top of his game he's yeah. the biggest media, no he's good the biggest media outlet on planet earth but rick rubin I gotta I'll actually listen to that one. I if know, I, have I time. wanna listen to that. Um well growing up with the guy from because he was an Ashram kid. Yeah. Rick Rubin basically I'm totally paraphrasing, but it's like paraphrasing? you're a fa- paraphrasing. He's like you're a basically you're a mess you're an incredibly talented songwriter and mm-hmm. gifted, but you need to start meditating.
0: That's what he said?
1: Yeah, right. and we grew up with meditation. Well remember that remember but that
0: Dave he, episode with Rick Rubin? That He's was Rick gr- Rubin's that house. Was, That's a great episode. But the guy episode. from um,
1: uh, uh, that show, Why Am I Going? B- High, uh, High Maintenance. Oh,
0: my God. He directed dude, that episode. His, ben the something. Dude. Yeah, Ben. Um, the heck? Anyhow. Anyway. <laughs> ben, who plays the
1: dude in High Maintenance. High Maintenance yeah. is one of my favorite Such all-time shows. Show. Well, I love it because it's sort of like the movie Slacker. Yeah. Which is one of my favorite films where you just don't follow – it's not like here's every episode is just a vignette into some people's lives. Yeah, where it's less plot driven, and I kind of love that. <gasps> Me too. Like I always wanted to. Wait, you want, love
0: no plot vignettes?
1: Yeah, but you want art vignettes of like a woman in black in a graveyard <laughs> floating around, which is fine. Your Anyone's Mercury. Interested. Well, your Mercury's in Pisces. Yeah. So you want to speak in atmospheric mood even yet it's, it's just the vibe. i would like there's I like there's gonna be no plot i like that show because it's it's just it's not about the plot it's just you're interested in the segue into these people's lives and it's creatively done and he's yeah. really good i yeah I, I give him big credit but slacker i love because you think you're following this character and then it just meanders around all these different characters so i had a fantasy of creating a version of slacker meets my dinner with andre oh so good where it was a restaurant and you just filmed in different conversations yeah in that restaurant
0: oh love it
1: we could do let's do it that out like but it's you know feels like my dinner with andre is philosophical and that is a great film and those of you listening if you have not seen my dinner with Andre.
0: But it should even meander to a table that no, isn't no. saying you're anything. No, you're not allowed to listen to
1: another episode until you watch No, that hold movie.
0: on. But it should meander to a table that like isn't saying anything. Like that would be interesting too where you've got like some people like in a heated argument or debate and then it goes to like a table where there's literally nothing going on.
1: And they're looking at their phones. Yeah. Um they sit in silence when I <laughs> I used to wait tables at an Indian restaurant, which was my first waiting tables job, um, and there was <laughs> there was a couple that would come in like every week. They were regulars. They would um, this was before like cell phone or cell phones existed, but you can only make calls it's
0: before you could stare into a screen.
1: Yeah, you just made a phone call. Passive aggressively. Um, <laughs> they would each bring a stack of magazines and catalogs.
0: Catalogs. Catalogs. Come and on. Yeah.
1: And would they
0: would they have like a pen and circle what they wanted
1: or I didn't pay attention. I just oh. knew they were reading magazines catalogs are awesome. Before yeah. the internet and even now, because I start started getting catalogs. I used to get the
0: JCPenney catalog every Christmas. Well,
1: I started getting catalogs on the mail. Oh. And I think <laughs> it's the whatever the life algorithm of mailings, uh when you buy a house all of a sudden like it opens up. There's like, all of these vultures that somehow are like this person bought a house, and where I set, I had everything online because I hate opening mail, as you know. And um, yeah, Gina just <laughs> <laughs> your eyes closed. Oh my god. Um, I do hate opening mail. It's like a problem, but that's why I signed everything. But you know, up. it's illegal what? for
0: me to open your mail. Yeah, it's because also sometimes not I just cool. want to open like, it and like tear because I just know it's trash. But it's like. Like a credit On principle, card offer. I have to like put it aside. But for now you.
1: I've been getting <laughs> consumer catalogs, like for yeah,
0: that. and I want to throw them away. One is for like fishing. I'm like, what?
1: yeah, it's like Bass Pro or Cal- <laughs> Caliban. Bass Pro, no, it's the other Cal. It begins with the C. It's because I bought a binoculars, okay, yeah, for chaga hunting and for fun. Those binoculars are awesome, by yeah. the way. And uh, so now I get all these like hunting gear catalogs because the binoculars but they're like thick they're like phone book thick catalogs i'm like what i wonder how much that costs to fortune. print all that and then send it and or just why, how toxic it is why am i in the catalog algorithm like they probably think this guy is in vermont he's probably super old maybe yeah. doesn't even have internet yeah burns wood yep and we gotta send him a catalog so he knows what's what's up yeah you know
0: Totally, you can't even use that for kindling.
1: No, it's so toxic. I'm not burning that. No. But I don't. How do you unsubscribe? Like I have to mail in you a letter. You can't. You're Maybe hooked. I should send oh, him a limerick. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> <laughs> there once was a man from Bass Pro. He who met up with a woman who was a hoe. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had nowhere to go. He had nowhere to go until there was a hoe. No, them, yeah they have to be dirty, yeah, but, yeah, that's not a limerick. I'm sorry, there
0: once was a man from bass Pro.
1: he had no, who
0: met with a woman who had nowhere to go, no too many syllables.:
1: I don't know the legal structure of a limerick yet
0: it's a just a feeling.
1: no, there's probably a legal structure, like a
0: sonnet we'll
1: Oscar poet friend
0: let me go get one. I'll read it, and then we'll end the episode.
1: Okay, let's do this quick because he's right. Okay. This one's so dirty. Good. Okay. Wait, so what's the name of this writer who loves limericks? It's called
0: Some Limericks by Norman Douglas. Okay. Okay.
1: Oh, and the author picture on the back is a picture of him with a bust of him, I think, as a child. As a 10-year-old boy. Yeah, which is the limerick age.
0: Okay. There was a young lady of Ealing. Who had a peculiar feeling? She lay on her back and opened her crack and pissed from the floor to the ceiling.
1: That's great. <laughs> it's so dirty. <laughs> so, thank you for tuning in. Thank you so much. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Numerology Reports. <laughs> uh, but for real, it's um, it's really we've really cultivated a tradition with this, and that is, and the community around the Numerology Report um, is really fun. And um, there's such a great cycle, and uh, I appreciate and all gifts. the feedback.
0: Like one of a kind.
1: It is one of a kind, and uh, also brought to you by the, our inner order, and outer order mystery school. Yes. That right now lives on <laughs> Patreon.
0: Which, if you um, if you sign up now um, until December seventh, you can get shipping for free.
1: Okay. For the so you got reports. a few days. hmm So. I'm happy we're bringing the limerick back let thy soul be record let the love love